I'm really thankful I am alive and it was just a BB gun or an airsoft. I'm really thankful it wasn't a bullet. You know, we ask for help and, and we don't get it every time. A lot of operators, they want to be in plain clothes so that when we are on the streets by ourselves, we're not identifiable. Well, that is the voice of a TTC driver targeted last Saturday. Ended up being shot by a BB gun. She's going to be okay. But, you know, she, like a lot of other TTC workers, feel like they're under attack. And why wouldn't they? I mean, we're just hearing about this latest incident in Dundas Square where two, um, I guess, managers had to deal with someone trying to stab them with a, a syringe. And, of course, there are safe injection sites over there. How much is that contributing to, to this whole situation? But the bottom line is there's a lot of violence, not just against the drivers and the operators and staff at TTC, but, you know, this woman in her 20s. Stabbed repeatedly, broad daylight, Spadina, near Bloor, Tuesday afternoon. Craziness. And before that, it's either a person being pushed onto the track. We've had people stabbed and killed. We've got TTC drivers being swarmed by, you know, packs of 13-year-old kids. We've had people lit on fire. You know, the city needs people to ride the rocket, but who on earth would want to board transit, let alone work in it right now, given the state? John Danino, National President of the Amalgamated Transit Union, joining us now. Thanks so much. Hi, thank you for having me. What kind of feedback are you getting from your um, your staff right now? What are they telling you? Yeah, so, you know, our staff is absolutely concerned and alarmed and fearful for their own safety. Um, these acts of violence are escalating at unprecedented levels, and um, there is just general fear amongst our workers. They've been raising concerns for a while. It now seems to kind of have hit this crescendo where now we're actually seeing it uh, on a daily basis. So we can't we can't look away anymore. You know, there are some suggestions like, do we take off the uniform? I mean, what, what where is this going, John? Is this a situation where TTC drivers are either going to not go to work or are they have to take off their uniforms? Like, what's the solution in the uh, in the immediate? Well, I think, uh, you know, first of all, you know, when we talk about the transit portfolio, you know, we're struggling with resources currently as it is just because of the pandemic, but this is now complicating things. You know, it used to be a prestigious job and yeah. people were lined up, uh, you know, for hundreds deep to try to get a job in the transit portfolio are now reluctant because of their safety. Is it worth your safety? Is it worth your life? Uh, there's no money that can actually pay for, uh, you know, for the fear that, that our operators are out there facing every day. And so how do we tackle this? Look, you know, we pride ourselves and the transit industry prides itself on the most safe, reliable and affordable transit. Um, there needs to be some concrete discussions. Uh, ATU Canada, we put out a call yesterday for a national task force. We need to deal with this issue at all levels of government mm -hmm. in every municipality and with all of the transit agencies. And we need to figure out, A, are these mental health issues? Are, is this just a, a societal thing where people are struggling more financially with their economy? Uh, and what are these attacks looking like? And we need to put some concrete plans together collectively in the transit sector with all levels of government on how we can mitigate the risks. We know that we're never going to eliminate them wholeheartedly, but we have to put some best practices forward and whatever that looks like and whatever we can determine as to how we're going to keep not only our members safe, but the riding public. 
This is going beyond just TTC staff. Uh, it's now affecting ridership and, and the riders who depend on that system every day. Yeah, and we depend on the TTC customers to pay for the TTC. Uh, you know, it's a huge cost uh, that has to be paid, but it's not an overnight fix. I mean, what you're suggesting, what John Tory is suggesting with this national, you know, uh, mental health summit with the prime minister, the premier, and, and all the mayors, those take time. Um, we could be talking months before we get any kind of solution, and we've got people being attacked every single day. Um, what happens in the immediate? Because there's going to come a point where people are just saying, forget it. I'll either protect myself and get mace or bear spray, or, or your, your staff is just not going to show up, or, or your security guards are not going to want to take these people down. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, it's unfortunate, uh, and the bureaucracy behind getting these things up and running, but we've been talking about this on the national level for years now. Yeah. Uh, it's concerning that we hear the same rhetoric from from CEOs and from transit agencies. You know, our heartfelt wishes and our thoughts and prayers to a speedy recovery. It's a one-of incident. This is no longer a one-of incident. This is a, a problem that has escalated to uncontrollable levels. We cannot sit on our hands and try to, to figure this out, that it's not going to happen again. We need to act today. And our call for action was, and we're prepared to spearhead at ATU with all levels of government and, and transit agencies, to have those discussions start now. Because it is going to take time. Yeah. If it's transit enforcement officers, there's a recruiting process. There's a training process. It's going to take months before we can get those resources to the ground. How do we mitigate this problem today? I think all of the stakeholders need to come together ASAP mm-hmm. and figure out how we're going to move quickly. Oh, they have to. speed. Yeah. Look, people are not. Uh, I, I've ridden the TTC for 30 years. I won't go on it. None of my, no one around me will go on it. Uh, and if I'm thinking like that, I know a lot of other people are thinking that. There's no one that isn't thinking, am I going to go on the transit system and either get pushed or stabbed? What's going to happen? And so it doesn't take long, John, for people to say, look, I just don't have confidence in it. And it would be very difficult to get those people back. You know, having yeah. having said all that, what could those in charge do today? Is it about putting extra uh, staff, extra sec- like uh, could you double up drivers? I mean, put an extra barrier up. Like, what could happen immediately, at least to protect your drivers? And then I guess we'll have to discover another solution for the passengers. Sure, we we can talk about bar- driver protection and barriers while they're in the operator seat. It's when they're out of the seat and outside of the bus that that's a problem. Increased vigilance, increased presence uh, can act as a deterrent. It's not always going to deter everyone from committing the act of violence or crime, but increased vigilance. Um, I think we need to talk uh, about de-escalation techniques, how to identify those suffering from mental health issues and how to deal with them. We need extensive training for our people, for our frontline supervisory staff, for, for our peace officers, for our transit operators. Uh, we need to start something ASAP to, to identify some of these challenges and how to de-escalate. We need Which to is, by the way, it's very difficult given all the heat that, you know, those officers take, uh, knowing that their their actions are going to get videotaped and put out on, on uh, social media. So they're kind of in a, like, do I react? Do I do something? Or am I going to get shamed in the media? Yeah, no, it absolutely is a catch-22 in terms of how they respond and and social media is really perpetuating some of these issues. Uh, you know, our concern is is that as we see the increase in violence on the TTC and right across the country, yeah. 
that we're, we're not going to have those players that are going to try to resemble and, and, and continually uh, continue to make these kinds of assaults on people because, um, Hey, it happened before, you know, it becomes nostalgic for lack of better words. And, uh, and, you know, people are going to try to resemble and replay what's happened. Yeah. Um, we, we just can't have that. And so we need to move on this sitting and talking about it and, and speaking to the media is great, no but the stakeholders, we need to get to the table, figure this out and put some real concrete plans in place yesterday, yeah. not tomorrow. Yeah, no, we, we've been talking about this too much. I don't want to talk about this every day. I don't want to tell these stories every day, and we shouldn't have to. You know, that's the reality. It's that this was coming at us for a long time. Everyone knew it was coming at us. It is here, and they need to act. Uh, John, we'll continue uh, keeping the pressure up. Very much appreciate it, and uh, hopefully uh, we get no more headlines today, but uh, sadly it's okay. just uh, not Thank guaranteed. you. Thank you. That is uh, John Danino, who is the national president of the Amalgamated Transit Union of Canada. Look, they, they have been asking. For a very long time, they've been raising concerns about this. And again, it's always an afterthought.